0: At the moment, I'm at the Al Kamar Arabic School in Endeavour Hills. It's in Melbourne's southeastern suburbs and has been functioning as an Arabic language school for students since 1982, I believe. At the moment I've pulled two lovely students outside of class, they're tucked away in the library and we've snuck some manaish pastries from the canteen for our interview Today, so I got the girls to introduce themselves.
1: This is Giselle. My name is Giselle, Anna Ismi Giselle. My name is Rochelle. We're in Al Kamal Arabic School in Endeavour Hills, and we're excited to speak to you today. And so, we've decided to speak to you guys about our cultural experiences um, and why we keep on coming back to the Arabic school and our memories and that occur here.
0: Rochelle and Giselle, I understand that you've been students here and learned the language for a long time. Rochelle, you've since graduated from the school as well and finished the VCE level, although you're in VCE still
1: yourself. What are your earliest memories of the dancing here? Because you didn't just learn the language. Yes. Yeah, so coming here at Arabic school is more of like a cultural thing than a language thing. Like each teacher has their different stories, different environments, as like every teacher comes from a different place in the Middle East, and so you learn different cultures from like um, Palestine to Syrian, any culture really, and... The main thing here is like the dancing, you learn folklore, uh, which just helps you enjoy Arabic school a bit more because it can be very hard at sometimes because Arabic is a hard language to learn and very, you know, dense. a lot of... It's very different to English, and it's one of the hardest languages in the world. Uh, so having that enjoyment of, act, like, folklore helps to distract the learner and focus more about the culture than the actual...
0: And Giselle, what's your earliest memory of Arabic school for you? Because I understand you've been here since Prep, and now you're in Year 11.
2: My earliest memory is probably the end-of-year concerts that we do. We've always done... Um, just a range of plays and dances each year level sort of gets to construct their own performance um, which is really good I remember also like being dressed up in these really daggy old ancient costumes nobody used to like them but it's really good now to be able to look back and have a laugh and kind of
1: reminisce on that experience.
0: Outside of the classroom, where have you where have you got the opportunity to perform some of your dances? Uh,
1: so we've been invited by some really nice generous communities to perform at like Mother's Day events, scholars, which is really nice, and it just helps keep the culture going. As they know, the Arabic school has run for such a long time and that every year there's different performances that we can do for them. Yeah, it's it's just really nice to like share the culture with everyone else. And it's even more exciting like at the end of each term they have like assembly so they invite the public to see and so like you bring your English friends and they can like see the different culture and how we dance and they like find it really fascinating the steps that we do and how hard it is cuz it's much harder than it looks obviously.
0: Definitely much harder than it looks. I mean it looks hard. It doesn't look easy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a lot of jumping. Yeah, lots of jumping. It's a good exercise. <laughs> jumping for four minutes straight.
2: Jezal, <laughs> yeah. do you have a memorable performance? Um, I remember this really interesting one we did uh, maybe a couple years ago at a high school, and it was, like, not just an Arabic event. It was we did, like, a dancing concert and there were dancers from like indian backgrounds and southeast asian backgrounds that one was probably the most memorable for me just because it was like a blend of all these different cultures so it was really really nice to witness that and be a part of that celebration
0: my co-host maria has reached out to her greek community and so learning the traditional folklore dances of her culture was really important Growing
1: up as well, do you know about any of the differences across those different dance styles? Like, I know the Palestinians, um, the way like because every every like country Arab country has like their different way of doing it. Like with the Syrians, they have it's like, but it's only like a slight difference with the steps. And just like for example, the Turkish, the Turkish dance is very similar to ours, but they're just like I think going around in circles. I'm not too sure, but um. It's really nice. Like I've tried it before. It's actually very, very, very fun. And I'm like, I'm a big fan of like the Turks. <laughs> I love the culture.
0: Um, Rochelle, we, have, we share a few favourite um, Turkish. <laughs> That's another episode to talk about, I think. So yeah, you mentioned that memorable performance of when it was different communities, Southeast Asian, Indian cultures getting together. Are you observing the differences in their style and are you having a go at them as well?
2: I haven't attempted any as of yet but it's really interesting just cuz there's a lot of similarities and also a lot of differences um especially between between the styles of the music and like Rochelle said the steps are basically the only kind of different thing about them but even with that there's still some similarities so it's interesting to observe but I haven't yet had a go at them yet but the I
1: well. yeah the music mm-hmm. is a big thing yeah um like some of the music is more upbeat so it's more that's why the steps change a bit mm-hmm. um but I think just if you come back to the basics the music is kind of the same for all cultures but just it's it's with every culture adding its own thing doing something different to it like with us the dirbaki is a big thing like just if you just compare the basic beat to how the the beat is with every other culture it's different
0: um, do you have a favorite topic truck? track Maybe I know there's like some really old ones I get.
1: Yeah, paid a I a Like the Fadouz ones are good. Yeah, um, like old old school. I think is the best Dapki. Um, like with old old school, like Caracalla, he's the one that would do the Dapket for Fadouz. And I think if you go back to that old school, that's like what Dapki really is. Um, with the the costumes, for the girls are amazing. Like. Long colors. Um, the guys, like the guys and girls, would both dance. You would have a girls' section, a guys' section. It was all jumping up high, legs up high, all in a straight line, and you you would not see any mistakes. Like it was insane. Um, they could tell they really loved their job, and that helps. Like watching videos like that helps us, the girls, um, come together more as a group because like it's their big group. Like they're nice the groups and you just see how well they work together, so that's quite inspiring for the girls.
0: When we go back to traditional and older roots, I understand that part of your introduction into Dubki came from your parents, your respective parents um, were involved in Dubki before you were even born.
1: Yeah, so that, that, that's a, the big thing that played that that was like really helpful with my side of the family is that my parents when they were younger, when they were still in Lebanon, they actually were in a Dapki group, which the guy that actually taught them now has a Dapki group in the US, which is quite cool. And it's actually still going, which is amazing. And his wife still makes the costumes, which is even better. But yeah, they, so they that's how they met and they got married and they traveled to Korea and represented Lebanon. You literally owe
0: your life to Dapki.
1: Yeah. <laughs> practically yeah they they honestly yeah, they, it was amazing like actually um you can even see it on youtube like i saw it was an introduction when they were introducing lebanon and my dad and with the swords it's it's crazy it's so cool i have to say that yeah you will oh it's so funny <laughs> and like you know back in those days like how they dressed was quite differently and it was really nice my parents said it was such a nice nu- it was like their best time when they went to korea the best time ever they loved it. And they're still friends with the same group of people. And they
0: represented Lebanon on the yeah. world stage.
1: Yeah, so they're on on the stage. And it was, oh, they said they had a blast. And there were different countries from everywhere around the world. And so they, like, just like in the Olympics, hey, you would have to go around with the Olympic torch. Um, and each country would come in with their flag. It was the same thing, just like that. Um, so each country would come in. And they performed numerous times throughout the uh throughout the whole week yeah
2: um, both here and in lebanon it's always been such like a big part of their childhood they've definitely passed it on to me and my siblings my cousins all my family members it's still such a massive part of our life and our connection to our culture so yeah that's how i probably even started learning it before learning it here i learned it from them which is amazing
0: great way to preserve culture and traditions So your parents were obviously partaking in that before you were even born and you guys kind of carried it on. Why in 2019 do you think it's important for young people to learn these traditions, learn these dances?
1: I think it's very important just to pass it on to like the next generation, obviously, um, and to get like to pass on to our kids. Um, most also like the arab culture arabic culture as well not just the dancing um and also it's because like you, you go to weddings and you go to different events and there's, a, there's always now arabic music everywhere you go so you don't want to be the one you know sitting down not being able to learn how to do it and so you want to have fun and enjoy it and you want to have you want to be able to tell your kids these memories so then they can then they can make their own memories and come back to Arabic school and learn dabke and you can teach them and
2: I agree with Rochelle it's really
1: important to just
2: preserve the culture because especially today a lot of you see a lot of cultures being lost since no one's really interested in them no one's partaking in the traditions anymore so i really think we have a massive responsibility to keep that alive especially when we're not in the home country it's more important to not only keep it alive here but also present it in a nice light to all the other cultures here as well. I think
0: that you touched on a really good point there like it is harder sometimes to connect with our culture where we have been raised in Australia not in the home homeland and if we don't have many opportunities to go back to the country visit our roots it's even harder still to, to bring that tradition here. When you're performing dub key At a wedding, at a different community event. How does that feel when you're in there in costume, or maybe you're just um, in your normal party
1: clothes and a
0: Dabki song comes on?
1: I don't know, it just brings you together with like everyone. And it's just, it's even, you may not even talk to this person, but then you join with them in Dabki and you're just having fun. Um, It's something you share and you like, people go out of their comfort zones, you know, they don't like to dance, but then they learn how to do Dabki. It's like, it's. It's fun and it brings people together um, and it keeps the culture alive. Yeah, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice way to celebrate. It celebrates the culture really well and it's something that I believe will continue in the future. It won't go away because it's, it's too exciting, it's too fun.
0: It is something that can't be replaced by, um, you know, messaging people on Facebook or whatever. It's a it's a real human connection. Um, it is quite... It's quite exciting getting everyone together like that, yeah. Rochelle. You mentioned um, that world stage that your parents competed on back in the day, and you also showed me some amazing clips on YouTube of ducky competitions celebrations that have gone worldwide, particularly in the USA. I haven't seen it on that scale in Australia. I'm wondering if it's just because, um, compared to America, we don't have as big a bigger population. But especially, like we can speak about our Lebanese community, we do have a huge diaspora that is, you know, a lot of people, Lebanese people living are in Lebanon, but all around the world. So, would you like to see the Dabke competition come to that scale in Australia?
1: Yeah, look, that would be pretty cool to be able to um, to get the to get a bigger Dabke culture, obviously, here in Australia. Because in America, it's 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 amazing. It's like, there's college competitions, there's just like even multicultural competition, not just dakki, and where everyone just brings different folklore from different, um, you know, countries, which is really nice. Uh, yeah, it's huge in America, it's not that huge here. Now, I feel like, um, we're not, it's not so much for as anymore, it's more all the tabl, like the drum. Now, the drummings are more, more of a thing than the actual dancing now. Um, which is a bit sad because, like, you know, dancing obviously came in first and that's, like, the more olden style. But the double is just as good, obviously, but it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's a bit different, but it's still really nice. And I just wish that it was, we had more dancing and more um, more movement here, which, yeah, we don't have as much anymore. And it's, and it, I don't think, I, I hope that it will happen, but it's it's very rare that it is as the older generation are now gone like they're soon leaving mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty hard to have that um but hopefully you know you never know what could happen inshallah inshallah yeah hopefully we have more more like you know fitters and more more opportunities to express our love for our culture
0: which, yes. great back to class <laughs> <laughs> okay. Giselle's gonna go back to
2: class <laughs> no I don't know why I told you I was gonna leave Oh, is that
0: still bungalow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. that was, <laughs> was like, I won't get you, you in trouble with us stairs <sighs> We're busted guys. <laughs> we got close skipping <laughs> class. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah,
2: she's close.